Check one, two. Did you get to check one? Yo. How is you? AMD. Episode 32. Weird week. I'm feeling weird. Um, I did work out, though, and that made me feel a little better, so there's that. Where you like snap and then it's a different outfit and then again. yeah, where I'll like I'll spin and it's like a new shirt. Sweet. So, that's what I'm doing today. We'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it'll be finished today. Um, yesterday I had a very traumatic thing happen. Oh no! What happened? Um, so I'm making a short film to enter into this short film contest that's happening in December, and it's going to be all stop motion, all me as the character so yesterday I was like okay you're off so carve out some time so I mentally was like okay I'll carve out like six hours to work two hours to edit and all that so I came up with the concept of making chili making vegan chili as hounds took the mind I filmed this shit for five and a half hours in my kitchen my kitchen looked like a fucking freak show I finish it, and I'm sitting, and I'm eating the chili, and my phone crashes and erases everything. No. And it wasn't backed up, because my, my last backup was on the 14th, unfortunately. But it was backing, oh. it was trying to back up while I was working on it, and I was trying to stop it, and that's when, like, what that's what caused most of the crashing. So I had to go to the Apple store, which was fun. They were like, oh, well, we can't see you today. We can email you or text you. I was like, I can't. I don't have a phone. Somebody has to help me today. I was like, I have phone calls to make. I'm like, in my mind, I feel like my agent's calling. I feel like I'm, like, getting in trouble. And they saw me, and they had to just, like, do a factory reset. He was like, you, someone like you probably needs, like, a 500 gig iPhone. I was like, I didn't realize there was such a joyous device out there. <laughs> my holy grail of iPhones would be the 500 gig. Oh my god. 64 gigs like that. Gone. I feel robbed and cheated. Damn. Well, I know how that feels. I've lost multiple episodes uh, yeah. with similar amounts of work and it just it just right. it sucks every way you every way you slice it. It hits differently 
right? Yeah, that's what I. That's why I called you so bummed out. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, dude, it's, it's the worst. And you're like, it's okay. And I was like, it is, but it's it's not. You know, there's <laughs> True. <laughs> it was special. It was made for you. Oh, jeez. How's your life? What's going on? It's been a weird week. Um, yes. COVID's back. Yep, that's part of the weirdness. My mom's boyfriend got exposed somehow, and so she's going to be in Dayton for like the next two weeks. So that's weird. Um, but they were at a cabin somewhere, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so that's good, but... It's just weird, and, uh, yeah, just a weird week. Yeah, all the restaurants here are now 50% capacity outdoor, absolutely no indoor, of course, but some people were being slick, and um, there's a curfew, so it's 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., no businesses can be active. That's crazy. But so yet, we but still we're supposed to pay our bills, but um, we can't work. That's the that's, that's still the mo. Friday. Yeah. Dude, we're already at half capacity. Like we're getting half the money that we were getting before as well. You know. So, I'm putting out the get rich quick vibes. <laughs> I've done this before, so it's about time they deliver. <laughs> right. Yerba Monte. Try it. I accidentally got the damn cranberry pomegranate. I wanted classic gold because it tastes like Coca-Cola, and I don't drink Coca-Cola. What's the deal with Yerba Mate? It's like a booch, right? Or ish? It's, yeah, Yerba Mate is like a um, like a, a leaf, an herb. Okay, like weed? <laughs> Not as good. But it does give you energy. Okay. Um, it's like a, a natural energizer over that bang energy that the kids are drinking that's putting ulcers in their tummies. Yeah, that's not, yeah. The name is not attractive, right? No. Bang. Well, it depends on which context, I guess, but... You put it like that. Because sometimes you just need to bang one out real quick, you know? Yeah. But to drink something called bang, it sounds like battery juice. Yeah. When I see adults drinking them, sometimes I'm just like... You're like, hmm, judged. Humans aren't even trying to be better <laughs> <laughs> you're not even putting in the effort you know that's all it, is. it takes a little effort just a little effort sorry i'm just getting these clothes organized while we chat it's so all good make some content the streets are kind of crazy right now per usual Hi, bud. Oh, look at that. Kitty in the closet. Kitty in the closet. That's what they used to call me before I... <laughs> before <everyone laughs> <know I> <laughs> that's I that's definitely the name of this episode for sure. Kitty in the closet. 100%. Yes. I have this one thing also. There's this artist, Jordan Joy, and I bought one of his pieces, but there's like really nowhere to put it, so I chose this spot. Let me know what you think. Is it the little ice cream cone? <laughs> but there's like no other, like, I don't know where you would put it, you know? 
Yeah, I like it. Uh, maybe like on top of a light switch somewhere or something. I don't know. Or somewhere in the kitchen, you know, like you could strategically put it somewhere that's like kind of like cute, but then like hidden. That kind of makes it like a like right. a like a like a I Spy game or something, you know? Right, maybe here. Yeah. Or have yeah. it like on top of a doorway where it's like sitting up on top of a doorway, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that, where it's out of the way and you only realize it when you see it, and then when you see it, you're like, oh. It's for the woke folk. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> As if anyone's coming over. The observant ones. I miss people. Me too. So didn't didn't they didn't they say in California you're not allowed to meet with your family for Thanksgiving and they try to pull that yes, shit? They better stop trying to play all these rules on us. Don't they remember who California is? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, like look, <laughs> haven't they heard a single Tupac track? It's crazy. Like, you can't tell we people to do that. Like, we you, don't abide. Yeah, they're saying, um, was it no groups of 15 or more? Is, um, if you're, like, wearing a mask, no more than 15 people. I'm like, dude, there's more than 15 people I walk by just, like, on a regular basis. I don't know. I have a feeling they'll be doing raids. I don't know. Shit is so crazy right now. I wouldn't be surprised if there were holiday raids. And what are they going to do about Christmas Eve? No one's listening to me on this. Christmas Eve is always the most busiest shopping day of the year because everyone waits till the very last minute to buy their shit. Are they going to do that this year? Is everyone waiting till the last minute? Are they going to all be at Sears and Barnes and Noble acting a damn fool on December 24th? Like, what, where are we at? Well, I don't think so, and this, there's two reasons why. One, because people have way more time now. So those who are working have hella time, and they're probably going to be more prepared. I think it's going to be the most giant online shopping Christmas of all time. And B, those who are still working or are are not in as good a place, like they're probably even more broke than they were before and probably aren't aren't going shopping at all. So there'll still be some assholes that try to go out, I think, but I think I don't think it's going to be the majority of people because people aren't as aren't as busy right now and aren't as focused on other shit to have to leave something like that to the last minute. But I could be completely wrong. I just feel like humans love being hectic, you know. No Especially doubt, we're Americans. wild as fuck. Americans love just wilding out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, is that a Tetris piece you're doing? What is that? Yeah. I love Tetris. Dope. I love this one. Uh, this one has come... I I haven't been painting because I just haven't been inspired. So, to be honest, I have work to do. I think I'm about to get an audition as a graffiti artist because my agent was like, can you spray paint graffiti? I'm like, yes, girl. You already know, girl. Come on, girl. <laughs> Um, can you though for real? Huh? Can you though for real? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> I've been out there. I mean, I figured, but. I've been out there, out there. 
illegally. I have some pieces in my... I'll tell you off the record. Okay. I'll tell you now, and then you can just edit it. Yeah, I can just bleep it out. It's been a couple episodes since we've done a good bleep. I have some pieces in my trunk that I'm going to put up under my new street art name. Nice. What part, do you want, what, part me, what part do you want me to bleep out? The name? I don't know. <laughs> the name. Yeah, the name. The okay. name. Cool. Um, and they're awesome, but I'm going to have to drill them into the wall. That's where the fun begins. The vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> Turn down the news, because I've got some truth. I'd like to spit right in your face That may seem rude But they've been doing it to you So long you think you like the taste Cause baby, they boomed us But the fathers, they groomed us Mothers still giving us Classmates can't shield us from these bullets that teach us We've got a long way to go Tweet something sweet and I think you might see It's nice to feel nice for a while Kindness can spread just like the fiery hatred we type in and see on our screens. Cause baby, they boomed us, but our fathers, they groomed us, mothers still giving us hope. Leaders can lead us when their bubbles don't breach us. We all need to put down our phones. It's a war of words, and I need some refuge. But here's the truth the problem isn't everybody else. Look in the mirror Let's take responsibility I don't think I can say it much clearer Let's focus on the positive Instead of everything that's gone wrong We might find ourselves Singing happier songs Baby, they boomed us But our fathers, they groomed us Mothers still giving us hope And our classmates can't shield us From these bullets that teach us
Some people on the left can take a joke. Some people can't. Like, the whole cancel thing is very much about not being able to take a joke. And that there's tons of issues with that. And I can't believe cancel culture is so offensive to people. I think it's amazing. I'm here for it. Well, I like it. I mean, it's not... It's it's a it's a symptom of, of something else going on, I think. Like, it's not... Like you can't, you shouldn't be able to go back in time and take what something, what somebody said out of context, and then like ruin their future ability to make a, a living because of it. Like that's not yes, fair but it also or right. On where you know, you, when you make your moves, like for example, Lil Wayne, he made a bad move at the wrong time, got himself involved with Donald Trump, and now he's like going to jail for having bullets and armor or some bullshit. But anyway, and I bet you anything, his his fucking daddy Trump is not going to, like, try to help him. But to me, Lil Wayne's music from this point on, I don't want to, I don't want to, I haven't been supporting him as an artist since, honestly, the Carter Four. But, like, I don't want to, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested. I don't want to subscribe to it. That's fine. I don't. I, but, like, that's my own version of canceling. Like, just like with Kanye. Like, I don't listen to Kanye's non-secular music. I don't listen to the religious shit. Anything after um, St. Pablo, like, I don't really fuck with it. And that's around the time he started being, like, Trump's little puppet as well. Yeah. And it's not, it's, a, it's just like, because I don't really, I can't relate to what you have to say anymore because we're so different. Right. And that's fair, too. And then there's people who I don't fuck with at all that I'm, like, not affected. And then there's ones, like, like, with the whole pedophilia situation that it's so easy to not watch another movie by, with whoever the fuck because it's, like, that's my little past self anyway. So I'm not, like, that affected by it. Yeah. You know, like, I've yet to be tremendously affected. If it was, like, Richard Linklater, who is my favorite filmmaker of all time... Yeah, I would be like, fuck, I'll never watch a Linklater film again because I won't ever feel the same way about it again. But all these other people, I'm like, it doesn't affect me. You can be canceled easily. Goodbye. Like, you're another Tom Hanks movie? I'm good. I've seen all of them I needed to see up to this point. Sure. And some people deserve, like, being canceled and some haven't. Like, there's, do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a blanket statement that, that serves at all. But. Well, that's the big, and there's such, it's, it's such a wide range of like what what could get you canceled at this point. I mean, for example, what's his name? Um, the Kentucky um, governor of Kentucky, the uh, black dude. Bashir. What's his name? Bashir. Yeah, what's his Martin? No, not Martin. What's his? Uh, I forget his first name. I should know. I'm in well, Kentucky that motherfucker all the time. Canceled. A disgrace to. The, the race, a disgrace to the culture, a disgrace, totally. canceled forever, unwelcomed here, because of the the coonery that has been displayed, and it keeps happening, like, now he's also, he jumped on this, um, this lawsuit for, like, ballot voter fraud or whatnot with Trump, I'm like, damn, you are just the biggest fucking coon, 
you don't even realize that you're a pawn in their game. You're so dumb. So, like, that's why people like that have to be canceled. I don't care if 10 years from now he wants to have a sideways cap on and some Jordans. Run your shit, bitch. You don't get to wear our shoes and our culture. You better put on that fucking button up and those slacks and those whatever the fuck shoes you guys wear when you're doing your weird <laughs> politician stuff. Yeah. Cancel. There's plenty of people that deserve to be canceled for sure. Right. That one is. A but I'm t- I'm more speaking to like the hunting after people that have a platform just for oh, the sake of doing that. that yeah, yeah. Finding shit from like five years. Yeah, I'm not. A yeah, because that. that's what happens on the left Unless for people that can't take a joke or don't understand too. the context of jokes. You know. Unless it's me too. But like with jokes, jokes, do, jokes evolve, but senses of humor do as well. Yeah. But ours has been devolving because people are so sensitive right so like if someone said something along the lines of like misogynistic in the 90s and early thousands it's like that was how people talked that was literally how everyone spoke to each other but like and it gets worse the further back in time you go right and you can't for example like dane cook he's i love him and he's so raunchy i love it but he couldn't tell any of the jokes he told in 2005 now right you know, and I and like he knows that, but you, it's not fair to go back and be like, oh, in two thousand and five, Dan Cook called a girl a cunt. But that, but that has that's happened to people. It's happened know, to comedians what, a lot. That is what I don't agree yeah. with. Yeah, and that's I what more not, what I was speaking to when I yeah, said the left doesn't know how to take a joke, and they and the cancel culture. That's what I was. Because like Aziz Ansari, like he got some a bunch of shit, but it turned like from what I understand, it turns out it was like. It was somebody making up a story to try to go after him because he. Oh, that Me Too shit that happened to him. Right, and then they're like, they're everybody's cases in is a is independent, and some of them are absolutely atrocious and absolutely should be canceled forever. And but some of them are just nerds, like Aziz and Sorry. Exactly, who had an awkward date, you know, like we People all have. How oh, I feel about Louis C.K. Like, okay. You could have left the room for one thing, and I know you were laughing if you were in there for another. He's not... I, I've, I've seen him in person maybe three times where he was just in the world, and never did I get this, like, threatening feeling, like like he's going to stand in front of the door and make you watch him jack off his little ginger dick. You know? <laughs> he's not... I'm like, I feel like exposing others for their own personal gain that's just as evil and karma gets them too i mean i have my own stories dude like i could write a book about it i would never because it's like what's the fucking point oh yeah some shit that happened when i i know things that are right and things that are wrong and i now can that are right and wrong to me though like it's my own experience and I choose to separate myself from certain people or certain situations to avoid that and I started doing that like younger but I'm sure not gonna be like oh yeah well back in 2004 when so and so you know whatever or when in 2006 when so and so put my hand up their kill that kind of shit Right. Like, I would never expose these people because it was, like, so long ago. It was an incident. And also, like, I didn't do anything about it then. And I'm also friends with the people still, you know? Like, that's another thing. Like, I don't want to 
expose some of my friends who we may have had like a awkward sexual thing, but that's just, unfortunately, that's the norm for me, like awkward sexual moments with men. They want to fuck me. They don't realize it. it's because we're animals and the curves and the body, whatever. But like, they sometimes don't have the control over their actions and they might do something that they're even going to feel bad about. Like, after this Me Too blow up, I had a few dudes hitting me up that I haven't talked to in a minute. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm, like, going through my head and thinking about things I could have done that might have been inappropriate to someone else. And I'm like, thank you for becoming aware. Yeah, with new information. But I'm also not going to... That's the play. that bitch who's going to, like, throw you under the bus. You have a family now, like... That was then, this is now, like, I'm grown, I made my own choices, and, but, some, not to go completely off the subject, but something that has been really affecting me lately is, like, being a lot more grateful for the childhood I did have. Like, my parents weren't perfect, and me and my siblings did definitely go through, like, emotional trauma. The shit I hear from adults about their childhoods... I'm like, my life was fucking leave it to beaver when I hear about the things that have happened to children and how, like, some, like I've had friends who would tell, have told me as adults, like, yeah, like, as a kid, I never felt safe in my own house because I was living with a predator or I was living with an abusive person. And, like, my parents had their own issues, but, like, if there's one thing they were, it was protective over their children. And you know, not letting us around certain people that had a certain look in their eye and all that. But, like, hearing from friends who, their parents were the ones who put them in that danger and who put them in positions where they their child wasn't safe and they didn't believe their child. And because, like, I'm not going to say any names, but I have a friend who, once she started developing, her dad started coming on to her. She was like... 12, 13, and she told her mom, and her mom didn't believe her, and for years it was happening, like, sometimes she'd have to just, she would lock her door and, like, put her fucking dresser in front of the door at night, a kid, and told her mom for years, like, he's, he's creepy, he's looking at me, he tries to touch me, and I think like three years went by she's like 15 now and her mom walked in on him on top of the daughter and she's like crying like just please get off me and the mom just hits the dad in the head with a coffee mug and is still married to this motherfucker to this day I would have blown his fucking head off if that was my child wow but like that was the problem that one she wasn't believed the first problem is the fact that the father is a child of abuse who never broke the cycle, who became abusive. The child is telling the mother, this is happening to me, mom, as a little girl, and then goes years in her life, and her mom doesn't believe her. She's still living in the house with them, and then her mom sees something, gets in a fight with him, and is still with him to this day. You know, it's like... So... When that person becomes an adult and has issues as a parent, which is what happened, not like abusive issues, but she definitely had postpartum and dealt with like neglect and things like that. 
it's because like her fucking she never had a chance and I feel like I'm so blessed because I had a chance like my parents knew they had beautiful girls beautiful daughters and beautiful sons and they were aware of the evils in the world my parents were much younger so like that might have had an effect that might have been part of why they were just like they were just hip you know they were in the they were living in the world they weren't too much older as parents were like our lives were so completely separate like we're all watching Jurassic Park together you know like we're all on the same page where you're 20 years older than me you know we're just we're pretty much the same age so I just have been really being gracious about my trauma and letting it go because as as like awful as it may seem to me that how my parents were and how like my childhood went or as traumatic as it may have felt I cannot help but thank them for keeping me safe there were a couple incidences where it could have gone the other way and like it didn't because I was also aware of evil because my parents told me like people will try to take you have you ever told them that? literally been the same story since then like where I have to fucking walk around and I'm like oh oh, this guy's following me let me just take another street and I know what's going on it doesn't even make me afraid anymore I'm not even afraid of it I'm like oh this is that fucking typical I can't think with my fucking brain I only think with my dick behavior so it just it's never ending (laughs) but I just know how to handle it. And I also am not a victim of sexual abuse, so I don't really, I don't crave that abuse. You know, like, victims will find love in their abuser, Munchausen syndrome and all that. Right, it's like what they're comfortable with. And it's like all of the abusers, so like from the parents to the fucking husband or wife. We just got to really remember to break all the cycles. Like, we have to for this planet to survive. Future generations will suffer if we don't break the cycles of trauma. Mental health is the number one fucking issue. Right. It's the number one untreated issue. That's why it goes... Right. Rampant, because you can't see it. So, therefore, there has been no concern to treat it for a long time. And... Lots of misunderstanding about how to treat it. I have two questions. Uh, Have you ever told your parents that, what you just said? No. I don't really talk to them. I know. Maybe you should. I know. I want to just tell them, like, I forgive you. Like, I don't have any heart. My parents, they deal with having five kids. So they have one big child. You know, so, like, whatever happened to one always affected all of them from the minute Malcolm was born. So, I feel like a lot of the time, my parents might feel whatever they may feel about us because of how one of us feels about them. And they are correct. We're a gang. So, 
if one of us is not comfortable, then all of us are uncomfortable. So, but I, I do want my parents to know that, like, I don't carry that trauma like I used to. Like, in my 20s, I was all fucked up over, like, it was a lot. It had, right now, what I deal with is um, their lack of support and their lack of ability to water my seed because it was fucking growing regardless and they could have involved themselves a lot more and and recognize that little girl was somebody like special like it was without a doubt um but i think that might have to be with, deal with their age too so like there's catch 22 like their age was good because like they could relate to us but it also was like they didn't recognize like what was happening right underneath their noses with all these like five beautiful kids who are all healthy all intelligent all creative beyond like they're we are all creative beyond our control and it's just you don't know the grass is always greener you don't really know like they didn't know that all kids weren't like that like us right they had nothing to compare it to now they know right my second question is, how did you go through the letting go process, or what, how, what did that look like for you? Um, when I was, like, 18, I started, I saw a psychiatrist, because I had to get, I had to heal myself. I knew that I needed to heal my, my traumas that were caused by my parents, the traumas that were happening in my life just I felt so uncomfortable with my body I felt so uncomfortable about a lot of things and I have a generalized anxiety disorder obsessive compulsive disorder and ADHD and I was getting no help for any of those things and I was spiraling stirring so I started going to a therapist once a week and I was in therapy until I was like 23 they put me on um, antidepressants and I was on antidepressants for like four years and I quit cold turkey because I just could I felt like I wanted to die all the time so and I was sick for like a whole week when I quit like I I had to go to the ER and they're like why would you quit cold turkey I'm like because this is not helping. This is making me feel worse than I felt when I began this process. So from there, I started smoking weed and spending time at the beach and like opening up my soul and just like allowing things to come through. And then my ex got me into yoga, like it got me seriously into like yoga as a lifestyle, like re watching your breaths being self-aware, all these beautiful things, and that really helped me. And it was honestly seeing my parents in the conditions that they're in now as older people and seeing my mortality right in front of me. And, you know, they make mistakes, especially my mom, but I have nothing but love for them for bringing me into this life. It's, I'm fucking blessed, you know, and I'm aware of that. And I just, it's harder for me to forgive my mother for her faults than my father because I know my father, he wears his pain. Like, he feels bad about his shit that he does. 
My mom is very arrogant. She's kind of just like, it, it is what it is, but it's like, no, it's actually not. Because you're causing trauma that's a trickling effect to many people. Right. Like when my, like, my last traumatic experience, which was that breakup that I am over, but I mention it because it was the turning point in my life. So I mention it a, a lot because I can literally see it all changing in that moment. But, like, that traumatic experience taught me a lot. And it, it just, oh, my God, I forgot where I was going because I was talking about my mother. And I was picturing her, and I kind of got lost in the thought. <laughs> Okay. But, um, yeah, that, it just taught me a lot. It taught me, like, letting go of things that you can, you, you choose to relive them. They don't exist anywhere but the mind. So, like, with my parents, after my breakup with my parents, it kind of became, like, oh, yeah, their faults exist in fucking 1994. You know, like, they're, they're the pain they caused me as a child was so long ago I have to remember that it's all fucking good they were people it is hard being a people and I am not a parent I'm out here with these cats and I'm surviving it but I couldn't imagine looking at yourself in the flesh every day and your job is to make sure it doesn't die every day that's your job so I'm able to let go of, of my, my anger towards them and anger towards anyone, really. I'm not angry at anyone anymore because life is what it is. And yeah, how'd you do that? Happy. How'd you do that? <laughs> how did I do that? Shrooms. Um, so that was, yeah, that's where I went from after I started doing yoga. It wasn't until I was in Thailand actually two years ago or three years ago today. Five years ago today, I was in Bali. Three years ago today, I was in Thailand. And I did shrooms there for the first time. And I was just like, whoa, this is really nice. And I didn't do them for a while. And we would do them every now and then. But I didn't I didn't get to do them by myself and have, like, that spiritual experience. Because for me, it's not recreational at all. It's totally spiritual. It's totally, like, tapping in, getting fucking aligned. And, um, that really helped me let go of things because I just, I'll meditate on shrooms and just think about life and what's going on and where I have control and where I don't and being able to understand like not everything is in your power, you know, like certain things are going to happen. We're going to lose people. We're going to lose lives. We're going to lose jobs. We're also going to gain people, more people every day. It's it's a miracle that we're all alive every day because it's a risk just with stepping outside and being grateful for life. And I love my life. Like, my suicidal days in my 20s of just, like, hating life and hating myself, I'm so glad those demons didn't take over me. Me too. It was a close call a few times, and now I'm just like, bitch, just wait till your 30s. You're about to be living it up. Living in the lap, what's a lap of luxury, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> my, defini- my definition of 
luxury is like a goodwill version. You know? Near the ankles of luxury. Not quite the last. Yes, yes. Not quite the... Maybe the calves of luxury. <laughs> On their way up to the lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me uh, express that. Thanks for expressing it. I connected with it so hard in so many ways. And and we got to remember, they're just people. You're right. People. Yeah. They're just people. Like, our parents, they're fucking people who we share DNA with, but, like, we're all just strangers in the world. You are your dad's twin, but he's another person, you know? Yeah. Who did his best, and they all do their best. That's what I also think. Like, I think they all do their best. Totally. But sometimes their best is very different than what someone else's best would be. Yeah. I think you are so correct in so many so many things you just said. So uh, thank you for being open enough to I'm honored share to a bunch of things that I'm not ready to share yet. But I'd like to be. Um, You'll get there. It's, it's honestly, like... I used to never talk about any of this shit. Like, some of my friends didn't even know I was on antidepressants for years. Because I just, like, didn't... I didn't share. Like, I shared joy. But I didn't share the trauma or, like, darkness. Because I always felt uncomfortable about it. And then it wasn't until I had, like, a very scary moment where I'm, you know, happy I'm alive now. But it wasn't until then that I realized that a lot of people realize, oh shit, she's like sad and depressed and doesn't show it. I'm like, yeah, that's what real depression looks like. Cause even in my mind, I was like, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And then I just snapped and it's like, I, I learned how to be open. So I don't snap because it could get really bad. And you see it happen all the time. I mean, people, take their own lives or they harm others or become addicts, whatever it may be. Like I'm dealing with a friend of mine from high school who I very much loved since third grade, who has been spiraling out of control in a crystal meth addiction and broadcasting it on live on Facebook. I've been in contact with boys from the football team in high school that I've not talked to since graduation day because they all know how much this person and I love each other. And I've been in contact with his family. Um, he doesn't want to change. He is saying a lot of crazy shit, making a lot of crazy posts. I only say crazy, not saying like mentally. It's just the shit that's being said some of it doesn't make sense it's wild it's drug related you can just tell it's all mumbo jumbo it's all like schizophrenic thoughts and things like that because that's what happens with crystal meth and then one of them he had posted um diana bird is my wife she's gonna marry me and i was just like i we talked on the phone and i the other guys were like yeah we can't he's just like not capable of like community he doesn't want to hear anything but like he's commu- he's communicating to me and it's not an angry way and I told him I'm like I'm really sad about watching this happen I was like can you please stop you're breaking my heart and I love you I loved you for over 20 
five years. Like, and he said and to, to me, he said, you can help me by not looking at me as a junkie, but looking at me like you did in social studies class. And that broke my heart. Because my friend is still in there. So that's been, like, really rough this week since Sunday. Sorry, dude. It's hard because there's nothing you can do, you know? And I told my friends, I'm like, and I told the guys, the football guys, because, they like, a few of them went over there. Like, he asked me to come over, but my sisters were like, don't go over there. Um, but the, the homies went, and he's just, he's stuck, and he's lost. And I told him, he has to want help. He has to, he has to see this as a problem. Unless he's arrested, there's no way he's drying out. And he has to hit his ultimate rock bottom. And I hate seeing this happen to a friend that was, had so much promise. Still does. Um, Still does. He also said on Facebook, Diana Bird, (laughs) you should have already been on TV. I don't know what they're doing. You're getting there though. And I'm like, the shit you say to me and you're like addicted stupor is, I mean, this is who we are in real life, but it's crazy to see there's like a demon. Like my friend literally looks like a demon right now. And then he'll just brighten up and say, like, some Diana Bird stuff. I don't know how... I be, I mean, I do know how I became the fucking moral compass. 20-plus years of being the moral compass. Right. But it's heartbreaking. And I, I know he struggles, and he's been struggling for a while. But this... We talked in February, and he had asked me about cocaine... Or we talked about it, and I was like, dude, don't fuck around with that kind of shit. Like, if you're going to do drugs, do something that's psychedelic so you actually are getting something out of it. You're actually expanding your mind, not shrinking it. Because meth will kill your brain cells that you never get back. They're just gone. I've got a faith in you, and I don't know why. Keeps growing. Each day doubling in size Floating, flying, keep my feet in the same Place for two more seconds, no one to blame The nicest thing that anybody could say Is you've got, you've got, you've got A beautiful brain
coming back full force again something it it's i think it speaks to the broader story that's not being told that's happening right now is all the ripple effects of not supporting people economically when we're not allowed to work through this pandemic like and the after effects that that can happen that can happen not just financially but emotionally and mentally and right. you can't take people's livelihoods away and expect people to like figure it out. Like that's not, and that's happening on on the, on the on the widest scale of all time. Like it's crazy. And, and it's gonna, it's causing irreversible damage. Like your friend, I think is, is, is a extreme case that's happening many times over. And then there's millions of other cases of different degrees of, of bad, you know? Right. And it's, there's where there's no solution and some people are just letting go. I mean, like, I think homelessness has been up like 7%. Suicide is up. Drug use is up. Like it's, of course it is. Like, what are people supposed to do? Fucking wild. We have the worst world leaders in the universe. And we definitely have the worst in the world. Like, where there's no, 
It's like, oh, fuck all y'all. Y'all just, y'all be left hanging. Well, we can at least have, we at least have the freedom to say that and not fear for our lives. This is true. For now. Like, if I was as <laughs> radical as I am in Iran, if I lived there and I was as radical... We'd I both be dead a long time ago. <laughs> we would have had fucking heads cut off decades ago. I don't mean to laugh at that because it's not funny, but it is true. But it's true. Like, yeah. we do, we are the land of the quote-unquote free dumb of speech. We're not the land of the free. We have the freedom of speech and we have to be ready for the retaliation because there will be. There's always pushback. You have to have light to have dark and vice versa. Freedom to do business. Um, that's about it. That's. But, you know, I'm hopeful for... Freedom to create. I need this... I need... I'm getting on a television show because I need a platform to be honest. And if I have anybody that fucking listens to me, one person, that will make a difference. I want to make... You already have that. You have more than that. Way more than that. Yes. I need... I'm your one. I'm your one person, at least. Oh, my plus one for life? Thanks, Tay. I just want to let people know, like, it's okay to be yourself if you're weird. It's okay to, like, talk about how shit is unfair and there's injustice in the world. It's okay to be radical. It's okay to be... Yourself. Natural. It's okay to be black. It's okay to be a female. It's okay to be... Or as I like to say... What was it? Um, an ovary-carrying... Uh, human because i don't like female or woman so it's an ovary carrying woman or uh, uh, sorry ovary ovary carrying human okay i was born with ovaries i'm not a female or a woman i was born with ovaries so you can call me she <laughs> you do up it's okay to be bald it's okay to be a white cisgendered male. Just don't be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. Because there's too many that okay there's to too many of those that are also assholes. It's okay to be a kind male, like you. I feel like a lot of men don't have the confidence to be kind because they're so they're expected to be trash. So they're like, might as well fucking not be a kind gentleman. Well, from the top to the bottom, we're told that that's what you have to do to get ahead. And it's reinforced over and over again on a daily basis in all areas and all classes. It's that there, there's no, there's very few scenarios where the kind, in touch with his feminine side type of man is in any is in any sort of position of leadership or influence. Right. Outside of creative endeavors. Right, which are the most influential. Right. But look at but look at where the states of our the state of our I mean, our arts like, are in this country. It's it's also sad. Right. I mean, look at this influencer culture. Like they're not influencing anything. No, they're, they're advertising. They, and if anything showed, twenty twenty did because they kept their fucking mouths shut. Well, yeah. Unless they were getting their one photo at a protest. Because I'm wearing my Taylor style hat today. Oh, thank you. love it (laughs) (laughs) there it is well like always talking to you always makes me feel better so thank you 
I feel like we get to be each other's therapy. Totally. And that's really special because I don't have, I have, you know, there's people I can be super open and honest with, but not a lot of men. I know I'm in, in a, a unique, cl- uh, oh, you would be at class no, <laughs> in your mind. It's just, I'm just constantly reminded that, uh, that I'm not alone in a lot of the struggles that I have as well. And I just appreciate you vocalizing them and being able to articulate it so beautifully. And hopefully I'm not the only one. Hopefully other people out there are, well, are we, able to connect with your honesty. With so we do. We express to each other in our own ways and our language is actually a good one. That's the difference a lot of there's a lot of bullshit like i am able to say the things that you can't say and vice versa that's true and you do them on stage beatboxing with a guitar (laughs) not recently that's That's part of the problem (laughs) but you have you you're a songwriter you are able to create and capture a moment and share it and express it and it lives it's immortal it's like and it's like your deepest darkest feelings you know, that you would never just say, but you can put it in a song. And that is why we are equal in that department, my friend. Truth. In all the departments, because we're the best. No doubt. AMD, bitch. <laughs>